Hello, I am Katrina Collier, and as part of my mission to inspire all the people that recruit people to treat people better, I bring you the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited podcast. Here, you will hear from those hiring leaders who create true partnerships with recruiters, HR, and talent acquisition because they know that it delivers a better result for the business and a better human experience. May this podcast inspire other hiring leaders to create better partnerships with their recruiters and HR. And may it inspire recruiters to create true and valuable partnerships with their hiring leaders because people make businesses succeed and people matter. So let us begin. Lisa Hager, welcome to the Hiring Partner Perspective podcast, proudly supported by the people at WorkDrive. Great to have you here. Now, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because you have many hats, right? Two. Yes. <laughs> Pick one. Which is your favourite at the moment? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. We've been here some days on that one. Um, yes. So my name is Lisa Hager. As you've just said, I have worked in HR for over 30 years. Yes, I'm that old. Which is not possible. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I do a combination of um, HR. Um, I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. Uh, I do a lot of charity work as well, but I'm known um, on being on LinkedIn uh, because I'm the last with SAS who dares to say what other people will think uh, or don't say, um, because I think we need to start doing things as an industry. We have to do better and be far more people centric. And I'm very vocal about that. Yeah. Um, it's heartfelt and genuine. Um, so I create a lot of noise and get lots of followers on my posts um, simply because they go, oh my God, she works in HR and she said that. And, and it's like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. And I stand by it because it's the only way to kind of make some change and make an impact. Yeah, which I think is why you and I got on so well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think we're related, on, Katrina. Right? <laughs> I do believe so. You know, people might be confused when they hear my accent, even through my COVID cough, but it's still that we're both very forthright. But I think also we give tips it's not like we just rant for the sake of no. ranting and on that of course it was a post that I messaged you about um which was a LinkedIn post that said is it tries again isn't it about time we stopped that was in capital letters I could actually hear you yelling that we stopped interviewing like it's a courtroom think about it for a moment you the defendant go in and state your case why they would want to hire you while the jury or panel of the interviewers decide on your fate. The job description states what they need and what they want and what traits they're looking for and it's enough. And obviously you went on to give some great advice. What what prompted that post other um, than that little yeah. open to hire banner, which is always a sign you're going through a candidate experience hellhole? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, again, yeah, that's, uh, and it has been actually because obviously in HR we're usually the ones who are doing the interviewing. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourself the shoes on the other foot, it's always I think you uh, go through that experience in a different way than than if you don't work in HR. But um, but it came from, again, from that early experience of putting myself out there, having some great conversations and then um, being invited to interviews. Um, and some of them have been the best and some of them have been most horrific. One particular was mm -hmm. um, I was invited to go for the second interview to meet the CEO. Great. Uh, went into a room which had a long, big mahogany <laughs> desk, old-fashioned kind of courtroom with, oh my Lord. Um, you know, the the wooden 
walls and felt like a coffin <laughs> to be honest um and uh, and he sat at one end and of course I went in the room and sort of walked this long plank so to be and sort of shook his hand and said you know nice to meet you uh where would you like me to sit and he was like there's a chair there and it was at the other end of the desk like this this desk was sat 20 people so I then had to do the walk of shame back to this empty seat and sit down and I felt like a 12 year old lost little girl um and that's I'm, insane. I'm um, a confident person, as as many will know or, or will yeah. will get to know. Um, and even then, I felt uh, awkward and uncomfortable. Um, and I just took that moment to be really mindful about about that experience. Mm. And and whilst I could see his lips moving, I couldn't hear anything because I was too busy, literally being in that moment. Um, and I thought to myself, my my whole self was like, actually, they said, is this acceptable? And I no. get, don't get me wrong, I accept that not everybody in the position that I am in. So um, I'd be able to say, actually, well, I've got lots more interviews lined up. I'll see you later. Um, so I do respect that. I'm not saying this, that my approach, what I'm about to tell you I did, mm. is right for everybody. But it is, um, I hope it empowers somebody to sort of just just check themselves in and say, okay, you don't have to experience this. This is a two-way street. So I then was just seeing the lips moving and nothing. Um experience of my own actually I feel nervous where I'm not if he'd asked me my own name again I wouldn't have been able to tell him that's how that's how extraordinary <laughs> wow. it made me feel I was really and I was like no this is not acceptable this is not acceptable so um I waited another couple of minutes then kind of like mentally came back in the room and then I was like no so I just politely stood up and said can I just stop you there this may appear rude but actually it it's not meant to be it's meant to be the opposite my experience of your company so far has been awful yeah from when I had to write the application I had to then write a whole page of of uh, justification of why I'm good enough to come in why why me um which is so outdated mm. then the first interview you had two people interview me that didn't have a clue couldn't answer the questions that I asked them mm-hmm. now I'm meeting you and you've put me in this environment that just makes you feel awkward and this is about power yeah I said right now you feel that you have the power and I'm going to shock you by selling you, you don't. Yeah. I do, because I'm not giving it to you. I'm giving mm-hmm. it to me right here, right now. So thank you for your time. And I will politely going to leave. And I, and the, the respectful part of that is I hope you take on the feedback. Yeah. I hope you never make anybody else feel the way that you've made me feel. I hope as a leader that you take some something from this, but also that I'm not going to waste another half an hour of your time or mine. My time is just mm-hmm. as precious as yours. So thank you, sir, for your time. I appreciate you. And um, I'll see myself out. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Because it's, these are these CEOs and leaders where, you know, sometimes when I get the opportunity to speak in front of them and if I have their names, I can look. They haven't changed jobs in 5, 10, 15 years. And it's long enough that they just don't understand the swing in the market from be grateful you've, or be grateful you've got a job to be grateful you've got employees. It has swung that far which in our careers, our 30-year careers, is quite a shock, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, But I'm, again, it comes back from um, not understanding the market, being so far yeah. removed from your operational business yeah. that you might sit at the top and see the numbers, but you haven't got a clue what's actually going on in your environment. Uh, or, or for some people, they don't care, as long as they're making the dollars and the numbers add up and the shareholders and the board and the investors are all happy, then who gives a shit, yeah. right? What made um, you persevere through the application? I don't even think I'd have got that far. <laughs> again, it's it's because I wanted to experience it. Um, okay. And again, for me, that 
when people go through that, I always I have always said to people, treat people as you wish to be treated. Yeah. So I've got I purposely put myself in very uncomfortable, unique situations so that I can experience the worst. So when so I resonate with people. I say actually mm. I, I can empathize, truly empathize with that. So I did it as a, a almost like a social experiment to myself mm. to see what other people see and feel what other people feel. Um and the ones that were the worst, I was like, meh, I'm over it. And yeah. one of them um was like you say, you know, you're talking um big brand names um it's like oh and this is what we do and this is a series of six interviews yeah no and and it equates to like probably 20 30 hours of your job and then they wanted a presentation that took probably around two or three days to do a good job because I'm a bit mm. of a perfectionist when it comes to that um so when I got down to the last two and they said thanks but no thanks they actually went in another candidate who I also know very very well yeah. And she rang me afterwards to say, I've got it. We both knew we were going against each other and we were fine with that. Um, and I said, great. And she said, can I just ask you one question? She said, yeah, what salary were they going to pay you? So I told her and she said, that's why they went with me then, because I was cheaper. And it made me laugh because, you know, we were having wow. a bit. But, um, but they actually turned around that they said that they liked my approach better. And would she call me and ask me um, about how I went around and did that? So they wanted my concept and they made her ring me, right? They made her ring me and say, oh, Lisa, you know, they went with me. That's okay. You know, find out that they were paying her less. She was horrified. And then afterwards she said, I I really don't want to do this, but I'm being made to do this. So they liked your concept, but I just can't do all the moving parts because I don't quite get where you were coming with. I said, no, because one, my neurodiverse brain doesn't write it all down. It's visual. Mm. Two, um, I'm not about to give away my IP. Yeah. So if, so if you want that, that's fine. I'll send you an invoice for it. Mm. And also send you an invoice for my 27 hours of interviews and, and prep. Absolutely. Um, and I, I didn't, you and know. She, she I, didn't I get that signed off. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't think you'll go for that. I said, no. What a, what a but, yeah. hilarious. Like, oh, so we're basically paying less and not getting the person we need. And just it's 2022. Did you see that amazing uh, Twitter bot that went on uh, International Women's Day? which was absolutely amazing. So anytime anybody posted, it would retweet the post with what the pay gap was. Right, okay. So and it'd be like, oh, this company pays like minus 52%. So the women are paid 52% less than the men. And then, of course, even if they deleted the original post, the user ha- username, the handle would stay in the tweet. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> just everyone was just sitting there glued because it was – but it's like what you're talking about. So they yeah. – they, deliberately they could have paid her the same they could have they could have paid yeah well you see that's another thing for me is that whole pay piece um Mm. is you know during covid you've seen less jobs obviously because everyone was Mm -hmm. going through a tough time and and i get that okay and company was cutting the cloth accordingly and i get that but you're still seeing you know at that top point i was seeing like hrd jobs advertised for forty five thousand. it's like Mm. really yeah. The person's skills haven't got any less. What you need delivered hasn't got any less. But but all of a sudden, it's devalued by 50%. Really? Oh, my God. Uh, so that was a shock. But now you've got some people that said, actually, no, they are commanding some huge numbers now. Um, and uh, and getting them, and, and justify so. But you still got too much people, too many people sort of saying, well, um, I had one person contact me and say, um, this is the job. Okay, can you tell me? what you want for it rather I said no no let's let's change that what budget have you got mm-hmm. and people won't answer that question what's yeah. in your budget they would they do not want to say that they'll say oh well it's a roundabout or or market rate says no okay what's the because again had a number of interviews where when it turns out oh we haven't got the budget past sixty thousand. well 
then then thank you, but um, I'm mm. not at that level. I'm way more than that, so you can't yeah. afford me. Why waste my time even in the beginning? Um, so I always say to people, yeah. what's your budget? And um, very few people will actually come out and say what's in the actual budget. They'll they'll maybe budget for 60, 100, 150, makes no difference. They'll budget for that, but they don't really want to spend that. They want to spend a lot less. So, mm. um, so but I always say to people, again, in businesses where I'm part of that, I say, well, no, we have the budget. So that means we spend up to that. If we get somebody who's less experienced and a bit of a grower, that's fine. But if we send save 10K, that 10K in my budget gets reinvested in their development. Exactly. So if that gets coaching or mentoring or, or courses or anything, mm-hmm. it's actually – so what's the difference between that figure and that skill level? Okay, we reinvest that so that they are at the top level. Or we say, yeah. okay, we'll put a development plan in and it's six months or 12 months – you know, and we put that in writing because that's a commitment that people say you're not mm. quite there, you're almost there, the money's there, so let's grow you into that money. And that, that's the right being, thing to do. By having that honest conversation with a candidate and they're knowing their areas of development, they're not going to come in. I mean, like that poor girl, uh, uh, you know, that post that went absolutely nuts where the girl foolishly tweeted that she lowballed a candidate by 45,000. Um, she wouldn't come in, find out. Like the applicant wouldn't come in and find out they're being paid less and then get resentful and then look to leave. And then all of the people around them that they're going to influence as well. Oh, massively. All of that negativity. Instead, they're coming in going, oh, gosh, I'm going to get developed, which is actually what everybody wants, including our generation. I'll just throw that out there like I always do. Um, (laughs) For some reason, they... They don't think we want to be developed. I have yet to No, it's a question why. I asked one of the CEOs, actually, <laughs> as, as one of the other interviews. Um, I, he'd asked me some questions, and I said, oh, is that okay if I ask some questions? He said, yeah, that's great. I said, well, can I ask you the questions that you've asked me? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So I said, you've talked about what I can bring, et cetera. So I said, that's fine. I said, but like you, I, I'm 51, but I am not mm-hmm. done yet. I mm-hmm. still, every day is a school day for me. I still push myself about what I don't know. Um, so I'm here to look after your people and look after your business. That's great. Mm-hmm. How can you help me develop further? What are you going to do as my leader, as my person that I'm inspired by? How are you going to push me? How are you going to challenge me? Um, and he was like, D- D- uh, well, D- but, and, and again, I said, if you <laughs> can't answer the question, again, honesty first, tell me you can't answer the question. I respect mm. that you go, I've got a clue, Lise, versus trying to make something up on the fly, which yeah. is what you're trying to do right now. So let's just be honest. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. He said, I, I just assumed because, he's, you know, you've got 30 years experience that, um, in fact, you you know everything you need to know and you're just going to come in and share it with us. And I said, no, I don't know everything in the world. No. I had this exact conversation actually about years of experience doesn't mean that you know everything. Now, obviously, you know plenty. We know that, right? Because you talk a lot and everyone sees your opinion and you're highly sought after. This particular talent acquisition professional was talking about their HRBP. She goes, she's got six years of experience. Why doesn't she understand TA? And I'm going, well, maybe nobody's ever explained it to her in the whole six years she's been a HRBP. And it's like years of experience doesn't necessarily equate. We all know people who've been working for 30 years and are not totally utterly dynamic and pushing the envelope and learning and they're just very happy just to take the salary and go home, which is not you. Um, One of the things I loved about your post was, of course, you wrote your future CEO job description and, you know, people-centric leader and you want emotional intelligence and integrity and compassion, et cetera. I, of course, particularly like the good sense of humour and animal lover would be a bonus, of course. (laughs) 
But I'm curious, did anybody actually reach out? Did any CEOs read that and go, oh, Lisa, hi? Do you know what? They did. I had seven. Oh, that's awesome. Seven, seven. people <gasps> contact me. They obviously, wow. When I do a post like that and it goes crazy. I it did go crazy. It said like 4,000 reactions or something. Collection, uh, <laughs> connections and stuff. So, um, And from that, uh, lots of CEOs um, uh, connected. Um, and I had seven CEOs reach out and sort of say, mm-hmm. actually, I really like the post. Uh, we've sort of tinkered about and seen some of the stuff. Like where you're coming from. This is actually inspiring. These are the types mm-hmm. of people we want to help lead our business. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to people that don't have that? I mean, I mentioned before, actually the same uh, talent acquisition professional who's just been fired for being too people-centric and wanting the best for her company and being too demanding. Of course, she's been very much like you and I, to be fair. Um, What would you say? Because, I mean, to me, I feel like the universe gave her a kick to get out the door and go get a proper job where she's really respected. What do you say to people, though, that are feeling disempowered in their companies and that maybe have a bit of fear that really there isn't a company out there that will appreciate them. Again, I describe myself as a Marmite. You either get me or you don't. And I, I, you know, or Vegemite in your case. I'm Vegemite, Um, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and that's okay with me. Um, And I don't worry about that. And that comes with age, that comes with experience, that comes with, you know, um, facing adversity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I get that I am stronger than most. But in terms of, I attract the people in my life that are like me and get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I think if you put your right vibrations out there, then, then people are on your yeah. way. They, they, you know, they reach out to you. Um, but the same way is, is, you know, the market has changed now. Mm. There are an awful lot of opportunities out there. Don't feel that you have to change yourself. If that means there's only 20% of the market that get you, that, we, you know, then you become attracted to, mm. that's okay. Because that 20% yeah. are the ones where you will thrive that you mm. will fit, that yeah. are people like yourself, that are like-minded like yourself, that will question, that will be curious, that won't just say yes or put lipstick on a mm. pig. Mm. So that 20% is more powerful than trying to be all things to all people to fit in yeah. um, and just just don't be anything else but yourself. And mm. although you feel that you're probably you know fishing in a smaller pond, it's the right pond. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Rather than you'll end up going through the 80% of the mill, lots of interviews, and you'll get no, 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 because mm. you don't fit. And that yeah. just becomes self-deprecating, and, and then you think, oh, I'm not good enough, and your confidence goes, and those mm. sorts of things. Um, so that's that's why, you know, that would be my advice to people. Yeah. And I think if one thing in this market as well, the things that really matter now are recruitment and retention. So it's like a really good TA team and a really good HR team. You know, it's yeah. it's so important, isn't it? And Therefore, I think you absolutely owe it to the company you're working for and yourself to find a match, to find one that will understand that those two teams are so incredibly important. Yeah, so, absolutely. Is of course, different. Hasn't always been seen that way, sadly. <laughs> no, and they're not mutually exclusive either, are they? You know, um, no. but again, it's about being able to be in the position where you can, um, you know, you can educate upwards. Mm. You know, a lot of people do their day job and they think, well, I couldn't, you know, I'm not in a position to go and say to the CEO, do you know what's happening in your arena? Do you know actually the impact of the environment that's going on? Do you know actually how difficult it is to recruit? Mm. Because there's four layers above me. Um, yeah. And I said to people, well, if you've got something to say, unless you approach them or try to, you'll never know. You'd be surprised. I mean, so actually, could we just have a quick coffee, 20 minutes? I've just found some really great. Just want to let you know about the market. It's been some really interesting things I've found out. Mm-hmm. And, and you might want to know, just interesting about your business. Would you like to know about them? 
You'd be surprised how many people go, actually, yeah, see, I'm a bit busy this week, but do you know what, next next week would be good. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it's going in in that much more, I've got something to share about the market. Like, are you aware it's like this, you know, we've approached this many people, they've turned us down, we've lost counter offers, we've, you know, mm-hmm. and really going in with the facts and stats, not the emotion. Yeah. As well. Yeah, because all that's, you know, again, in terms of data is important. Um, and uh, and the impact of, like I say, from when, you know, again, taken through my recent experience of, of the amount of interviews you've had and then the amount of space mm-hmm. you have in between, um, I'd had another four offers and, I, and I'd turned them down. Um, and they said, sorry, but I've already taken an offer. Um, and this has been going on for, you know, three weeks. That's a long time in this environment because things are moving at pace. People are, are, are nailing wow. down good people as quick as possible. Whereas, so before about, oh, we'll, we'll do first interviews then, and then we'll wait two weeks. And we, the companies can't afford to do that now. They no. need to really get, say to get the best people. The best people aren't on the market for long, so they need to ramp up that timeline. Um, mm. You know, you've seen it yourself where people sort of give a CV and it'll be on somebody's desk for four days. It's like, yeah, and in that four days, they've had two mm-hmm. interviews somewhere else. So by the time you go, actually, do you know what? I really like these three. We're gone. Well, particularly if you're recruiting knowledge workers who are flexible or remote working, they yeah. can just jump on. How easy was that us to jump on this? It was so easy, yeah. right? I send you a link. Here we are. We're online. I don't yeah. have to fake a dentist appointment. I don't have to physically leave the building and somehow get out and scurry off and have an interview in my you know, Sunday best. It's not like that anymore. We just jump on a video. Yeah. So it's easier for people to be interviewing and have multiple stuff on the go. It's Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, actually. You know, we're doing like the online interviews. Um, I was asked the question, do I prefer to be interviewed online or in person? Mm-hmm. And it was a good question because obviously before it was never a question, was it? Because yeah. it was, just wasn't done. People have thought you'd be crazy. Even if you said in the days of Skype, she would just do it by Skype. They'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, um, I like I like having being interviewed on, on screen. It doesn't mm-hmm. um, put me off. Actually, because I'm in my own home, I think there's an element that that one you feel more comfortable instantly, so you're not going to do that that you know that office and that walk of shame. Um, but two, like you say, so although this is a, a vocal recording, I can see your home, you can see mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. Um, you see a bit part of people's lives and things, and so you can start to kind of resonate with people, and you feel comfortable. And they're a mm-hmm. human being, not yeah. a candidate. They're a human being, not your potential boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that emotionally, when you're going into something that can be a nervous experience, um, I think that already helps people. Um, so I yeah so I think that actually the online stuff um, while it's not as personal you can't kind of feel the emotion in the room as much I think the from the candidate experience mm-hmm. I think it's it's a far better experience for right. everybody um, I don't know I think, think yeah I think there's that, a but... few rules on that like just making sure that hiring managers turn up on time that's yeah. a big one it's amazing how they'll think it's okay because it's a video chat to be late and then not apologize. It's like, no, still be on time, still makes an impression. And have your camera on. Um, yes. <laughs> or both have your cameras off, whichever, as long as both, yeah. Oh, there's some excellent. Yeah. Have you come across um, Recruiting Hell on Reddit? No, no, I'm going to oh, write oh, that down. I'm let me send you that link. It's yeah. just hilarious. And um, it's full of horror stories. Um, and one of them that I bring out a lot in my presentations is about, you know, being grilled with his camera had to be on and their ca- their cameras were off. I mean, could you imagine? I'd be like, oh, yeah. Really, oh, yeah, stressful. Wow. I mean, you and I speak and we're used to doing webinars and stuff like that, so we'd be fine. But as an interview, yeah, no. Because yeah. that was the whole thing, wasn't it, with your, your post was this is two-way. 
Actually, yeah. the other thing you mentioned in here is you, you, hiring managers still not giving you enough time to ask them questions. Yes, because obviously you have lots of experiences where they'll tell you all about the company. Mm. Then you get grilled. Mm. And then you've got like five minutes left. It's like, have you got any questions? And you think, I've got loads of questions, but I know I haven't got enough time. So uh, I will say, um, I've got quite a few. Do you have time for that? And they go, oh, well, well no, I've got a hard out at whatever. Um, okay, uh, do you want to email me them? And that to me kind of feels a bit, oh, um, well, I can do, but then that doesn't really feel like there's context in that. As no. we all know, you know, emails are, are not really uh, a great communication tool. No. Not, I don't think so anyway. So it's like there's no context. There's no chance to kind of do any rebuttal mm. or is it this or can I clarify yeah, that? Yeah. So, um, so again, so that was a bit like, uh, okay, yeah. So being spoken with and talked at, mm. they are two very different camps and I've experienced both. Uh, yeah that's always an interesting dynamic yeah it totally needs to be with this is 2022 it's a two-way conversation actually you've just reminded me of something did you see we i don't know if you crossed your radar yet but there's a tiktok that's gone viral it's like one and a half million views or something the last time i saw it where this man was accidentally sent the email from hr that he shouldn't have been included on, which was talking about him being rejected because he didn't turn up to an interview, an online interview, because he didn't receive the email about it. Now, I've had that happen personally where someone sent me a Zoom invite and I've not got it. Yeah. And it was just like the fact that they just didn't give him the benefit of the doubt when I have had thousands upon thousands of emails myself go straight is just mind-blowing. But it was also when I then shared it in a HR group on Facebook with some of the comments from HR professionals that was so bitchy and unnecessary. And I was yeah. trying to make the point, HR made an error here, so be careful, because one and a half million people have heard, have seen that error. Even though he didn't say the company, eventually it came out, of course. Yeah, of course. And you're just going, and they were going, oh, but he's very irritating. I wouldn't have hired him anyway. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it doesn't matter whether he's irritating or not. He's had a shocking candidate experience, and he's talking about it publicly. And, is- and the fact that I say, you know, the – people experts have jumped on the bandwagon well well mm-hmm. it's his fault and actually he was irritating but what, where, that whole judgmental piece yes it's like who are you who who do you think you are hmm. who gives you right to judge and say oh, well this it's like no I think you've forgotten your, your position again it comes mm-hmm. back to tick boxing um and again that kind of experience is send over an invite and then um I was like take somebody's number and then the day before I said you know just check just check you've had that come through because sometimes mine goes in my junk box and and gets yeah. lost because there's billions that go over for every day just making sure you've got all of that and and is there anything else you need from me uh, mm. ready for tomorrow to sign up with uh, if you've got any technical issues here's my number we'll just have a phone call it's absolutely yeah. fine so don't worry about it we've got plan a we've got plan b exactly um and uh, yeah, just use WhatsApp on the desktop and send them a message. They actually, you'll know they got you know things like that. It's yeah, yeah I've done it. I've, I've interviewed on WhatsApp before because like, okay, yeah. well something's going wrong. So do you know what? I'm just gonna uh, we'll do it that way. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you want a video, you've no, got no. WhatsApp on video anyway, no. haven't you? You know. Well, so. I'd set my new email up, and apparently they didn't add something to the header because they don't do that automatically unless people ask for it because it can confuse something. So for like one percent of people, they don't. To appease one percent of people, they don't do this thing. So all my emails were going to spam or filtered or junk on my brand new email. I was so, you know, and I was getting so frustrated. And it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. now it's fixed. It's great, but it's that experience of then people reply and they don't have contact details, and you can't get in touch and back and forth. And so yeah. it's just, I think we should give people the benefit of the doubt. That's for sure. I think I just use this as an excuse to rant about my email. 
<laughs> no, but it's good, like I say, but it's all about somebody else's experience because, yeah. you know, what's they the point? Talk. And when we take it back to, well, well, what's the point? The point is the, the those I've had great experiences with, I will mm. talk about highly, I will go and eat there, I will go hang out there, I will yeah. go and recommend their services to somebody, um, et cetera, et cetera, because I spoke to CEO, since a really good company, some nice people there. Uh, it wasn't quite right for me, but you know what? Great. And I, I yeah. will be a brand ambassador for yeah. all of those I've had a great experience. Those I haven't, whilst I'm not a person that will go and name and shame, mm. um, you know, my experience has been my experience. Um, and again, our paths will cross at some point. And, and oh, yeah. um, especially I had uh, one which was just uh, completely hideous. Um, and then as soon as they found out that I um, have accepted a role, the first thing they did was ring up and say, oh, right. So you'd be wanting a recruiter then? Yes, I will. All right, well, we just thought we'll have an early chat. What's to chat about? Uh, well, you know, well, because we know each other, then we could be your provider. Are there an agency, recruitment agency? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. my God. No. And, and I was like, so I so said, let me just retrace our steps. This is what happened. This was my experience. This is then what happened. This is then what happened another time. Mm. And you think that I would want to work with your company representing the place I'm about to work or myself? Uh, that would be a very polite, big, unquestionable. No, uh, you're deluded, love. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and I used the word love in a very condescending way on purpose. So if that oh. was just because I was like, yeah, no. so absolutely uh, no. Occasionally, uh, I feel it. It has its place. <laughs> <laughs> but particularly if you've just been so badly treated, and then they think that that's fine. Well, they it's, didn't think they didn't think that they had, and they said, "Well, that's that's how we ha, that's our process." Yeah, so go, ghosting people, but all sorts. I said, "So go back and check your process because it doesn't work, and go and speak to your employer because clearly you're one of the recruiters that just throws enough shit at the wall and some will stick. Everybody gets paid, mm. so nobody cares." I yeah. said, "You're dealing with people's lives. You should yes. care about every individual person." Mm. I'm not saying you need to go be best friends and go Sunday lunch together. But what I'm saying is you are dealing with human beings. Yeah. They're putting trust and faith in your hands and you have treated them abysmally. How dare you? And mm. yet on your website talks about integrity. You need to just take that off your website because you don't contain mm. an ounce of it. So, so yeah. True. Yeah. So true. And I do love, you know, I, I've just um, written the second edition of the Robot Proof Recruiter, which will be out in August. And it was interesting going through and it's just, you know, it, it has become even more transparent. You know, the internet opened the door. So people that are treated. I still people, got, and, and, for, and for those of you who can't see, because oh, obviously this we is. We need got, a little <laughs> screenshot of Lisa holding my book up. Yay. Um, this, I've still got the first one. So, yes, I need to get the second one. But uh, I just want to show yeah, you. I just still... got you with your mouth open. Um, but right. I totally get, totally get the second one because I have, uh, oh, oh, she's she's totally okay. posing. Anyone <laughs> missing on the podcast? <laughs> um, yeah, no, please get both because I'm still donating my royalties to Hope for Justice. But it was Amazing. that that transparency piece. And not only is, you know, what you said is so important, we play with people's lives. And that includes the hiring managers who are hopefully listening to this podcast and getting some ideas and your CEOs and everybody. We are, you know, if you're hiring anybody, you are playing with that person's life. But it's if you don't, the cost is huge. You know, to the bottom line, to your candidate experience, to your ability to retain staff. Yes, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, recruitment is, uh, is uh, you know, it's an expensive um, part. Mm. You know, it's a huge part of your budget. 
Yeah. Um, it's easy to get right, though. That's what mm. that just blows my brain, right? Yeah. Is it's so easy to get right. You just need mm -hmm. to think about it a little bit more and yeah. not have such a rigid process that, you know, I get that processes are there to be efficient. And they are some of the foundations that I get that. Okay, I respect that. However, um, being kind mm. isn't in the process. That's, That's yeah, right? Doing the right thing. Uh, and mm. one of the biggest things is like, say, when people have sort of clicked on lots of jobs and they, and they have that email that comes and says, oh, if you don't hear back within five days, take it, you've not got the job. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely eye-rolling. Rude. Mm. That's the... You have a, most people have some kind of automated system. Yeah, it wouldn't take fine. even, even yes, and I get that, but it wouldn't take, what, 15, 20 minutes? There's a, the, literally, they just have a box that you have to tick. You've already put your template, say thank you. I've got another candidate, thank you, been unsuccessful this time. Just so somebody knows to score it off their list because they're waiting to hear back from yeah. three or four. Yeah. They're critical roles for them. You know, they may have not got a job or, or desperately need one, so they need to know where So, it's not rocket science to do that but then people know one way or the other and yes exactly. i get that not everybody can have the time for feedback although i would like to think that people did the right thing where they needed to mm. um that's another bugbear of mine but however you've got the automated system and yet they Absolutely. come up with this especially and that's on some of the big named hr agencies yeah. if you don't hear back in five days uh jog on um and it's like Right. Your job, your your job as a recruiter is literally yeah. just to find people, to speak to people and let them and update them. You're literally so not doing the job. For agencies, if you're listening to this, I, you absolutely have no excuse. You get back to everybody. Oh, OK, maybe not the people from left field who really had no skills, send them an email. But everyone else, if you're a HR recruiter recruiting HR people, you're crazy because you're missing out. But companies as well. You know, I don't like it. And I talk about this in the book. I don't like it when it says, like, kind regards, the talent acquisition team. Now, put your name so people can say, actually, I disagree. I have got the skills. Maybe I'm not demonstrating it on this horribly hard-to-write document. But, you know, let people yeah. come back to you. You want to talk to the people who, you know, are keen to work with you. And also send them somewhere. Oh, hey, go and look at our job search tips or here's our behind-the-scenes on Instagram or yeah. join our talent pool. You know, give people something. Help, just, yeah, help them with their next because even yeah. if they're not right for you they'll be right for someone else but now, exactly. that's a great point actually and they all it's, know people as well so you think about the roles you've turned down and you could have gone you know what, it wasn't right for me but actually Katrina you probably really enjoy this and you could refer people in which would cost them nothing yeah and that's what we've done with the people who've treated us as well the rest have said yeah. oh do you have any because you've got an extensive network do you have anybody else you'd recommend and those who have just like like no sorry no, because yeah. I, I don't, the I don't want to be with, with knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the man at the end of the table, the pass me the salt guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's not getting any referrals this week. Or next, or next year. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I missed that opportunity. I should have taken a pot of salt in my bag and then just <laughs> <laughs> obviously thrown it across the table. Oh, now I can uh, just visualize that. I'm like, oh, guess I missed tip. that one. <laughs> Always have your spot in your bag. Oh dear. Now, if people want to get in touch with you to just or follow you along, is the easiest place LinkedIn or yes? Because I'm not on any yeah. other platform. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Can't stalk um, you out anywhere else. No. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm not on anywhere apart from LinkedIn. I think um, I uh, may do in the future, uh, but I think that I do enough. Oh, I can see you doing to... TikToks. Truly, really, I can. 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've been trying to about doing that. I don't think even TikTok's quite ready for me. Uh, I, I truly think that is one where I'm happy to rule the line of it's a generational thing and I'm not the generation. I have a friend, uh, Stephen, who's who's a really, really good friend with me. And um, and he sends me stuff all the time and it just makes me howl. There's some really good stuff on there. And yeah. oh, again, totally. it's a platform that, that you can, you know, in the right arena you can do some really good messaging and yeah. stuff um i'm just not quite brave enough because you know i think i have uh, a face for newspaper and oh uh... <laughs> not true but i just I, yeah no i do look at it sometimes and go, Ooh. but yeah no there's some really really funny stuff and like i was saying earlier people are talking about candidate experience on there so yeah Lisa- Thank you so much. This has been a fabulous conversation. Hopefully none of the swearing bothered any of our usual listeners. Uh, yeah, sorry, should have done that at the beginning to say, yeah, uh, she's Scottish, she may swear the odd bleep and we don't have a bleeper. So um... Who cares? <laughs> I never care about that. Anyway, thanks again, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Katrina. Thank you for listening to the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited Podcast, proudly supported by the people at WorkDrive. Hopefully you really enjoyed what you heard and have left feeling inspired. And if so, I would love your help to create real change. Please pass this podcast on to your hiring leaders and other recruiters and HR. Even share it on your social channels if you feel so inclined. But the more reach we can get, the more change we can create. So please remember to subscribe, of course, on your favorite podcast platform. And do come and say hello at Hiring Partner Perspective on Instagram, where I share behind the scenes of what's going on. Until next time, thank you. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.